you know, there's no one size fits all marketing strategy or content strategy for for every business. So we want to make sure to make sure that we can help them win. Like we uh, we customize that strategy based on where we think we can reach their audience in a way that they are not losing money when they uh, when they go to like do their create their content and run their ads and stuff. You're listening to Real Marketing Real Fast, the only podcast that brings you unfiltered, undaunted, insider information on the latest tools and technologies for online marketers. Prepare to dive deep into marketing myths, breakthrough models, and cutting-edge strategies that will have an immediate impact on the growth of your business. And now, here's your host, marketing expert, Doug Morneau. Well, welcome back. Listeners, another episode of Real Marketing Real Fast. I think you're going to really enjoy our episode today. We're going to talk about creating content, but more importantly, we're going to talk about how to take the content that you're already creating, if you are creating content, and how to make it convert. So how to use your content strategy to generate leads and sales. And then if you're not generating content, our, our guest is going to help cover off some tips and techniques on how to create content. So our guest today is Tyler Basu. I met Tyler at San Diego. Uh, in San Diego, we we're both icons of influence at the New Media Summit a few years ago. And we just really connected and really hit it off. And I've got a lot of respect for Tyler and what he does. Tyler is a content marketing strategist. And what he does is he specializes in helping startups and entrepreneurs create content that drives qualified traffic and leads to their business. He's the co-founder of a company called Influencer Studio. It's a content marketing agency that offers content creation, publishing, and promotional service to entrepreneurs. He's also a publisher of a lifestyle business magazine and podcast, and an online publication dedicated to helping entrepreneurs help to build a life and, and business on their own terms. So I'd like to welcome Tyler Basu to the Real Marketing Real Fast podcast. Well, hey, Tyler, welcome to the Real Marketing Real Fast podcast today. Doug, it's a pleasure to be be here, man. I'm really, uh, really grateful to be on your show. Yeah, it was great. I mean, we connected a couple of years ago at the New Media Summit because you were an icon of influence and we kind of stayed in touch. So we both drove or flew down <laughs> from the same neighborhood to down into San Diego and enjoyed some sunshine and some great conversations. I, I remember that. I, I remember being at the at the restaurant table with you and we were laughing about all my rejection I faced doing door-to-door sales. <laughs> <laughs> The good times, yeah. Well, I mean, you come from a sales background, and it's interesting because now you're, you know, you're helping businesses with their marketing, marketing funnels, and content. So it's always great to to have someone who's worked on both sides of the ledger, where often sales and marketing are arm wrestling each other. Yeah, I, th- I think that's what gave me my appreciation for marketing, really, because when you knock on like a hundred doors a day and you face rejection all day long, it's, you know, I'm just dropped into a neighborhood where they don't know I'm coming. I don't know who I'm talking to. I'm just told to go knock on, on the doors and see who answers and pitch everyone and see who's interested. And so you, because there's no marketing done before you get there, um, you face the highest amount of rejection because you're just filtering through people at that point. So, and you're lucky if you find a couple of people per day that are interested. So I well, appreciate how long, how long ago was that? So that was, uh, well, 2010 to 11. I did it for about 18 months. 
what's funny is nothing's changed. So I opened my LinkedIn today yeah. and uh, obviously nobody's knocking on my door because I don't give up my address. <laughs> but on my LinkedIn, there's a, hey, you know, I, you've never met yeah. me and yeah. I disconnected with you yesterday. And here's, I've cut and pasted this like five page document in that wants to tell you how I can serve your business. So yeah. guess what? Just like cold calling, it goes, oh, guess what? I don't even respond. I just unconnect with them. Goodbye. Oh, for sure. Yeah. People have a pretty, pretty high guard on LinkedIn. I tried just as an experiment doing a, an outreach campaign. I sent, sent out about a thousand contact requests and I tried my best to be a, to make the campaign as customized and non-salesy and targeted as possible. People were sent, I think it was five messages over a month. 90% of them never even replied. Uh, and these weren't like, these weren't straight pitches. This was like, hey, are you open to connecting? You know, I see we're both <laughs> entrepreneurs. No, no, I'm on LinkedIn yeah. and I don't want anyone to connect with me. Just leave me alone. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I guess uh, people are just tired of that stuff, whether it happens online or, or in real life. Nobody, nobody likes it, right? So then taking your experience with marketing, um, how do you start that conversation? I mean, we, we talked and I was connected. I was at your workshop. I really enjoyed the workshop that you guys put on in uh, Vancouver. Thanks. Um, learned a ton of stuff. It kind of made me scratch my head really hard. It's going, man, I hadn't thought about that in a while. Um, so how do you start that conversation? With somebody that's like, say, new to marketing or just getting into it or? Or, or with about your company. I mean, you guys create sure. content and yeah. people say, hey, you should create content. Well, I, I look at content as a way to start a conversation with somebody who might be interested in, you know, you helping them with a problem, but you need to start the conversation someplace. Yeah. Well, so the, the problem that we solve is helping businesses that are like, they're doing things to generate attention online. And that attention is often not converting into actual leads and clients for them, you know? And I've been like, I've been on the other end of this problem. Like I've spent years creating content, you know, published, I think it was like a hundred podcast episodes and 50 to a hundred blog posts before I ever got a client. Because the only thing I was doing was generating attention. I wasn't like converting that attention into like appointments in my calendar or making anybody an offer of any kind. I was just like hitting publish and looking at the wrong metrics, looking at, like, hey, did people listen to this or watch it? But I, there was never a next step for them to take. So it's no wonder that like for a couple of years, creating content was really just a hobby for me. It never turned into a business. Um, <laughs> I like that. Yeah, it's a hobby. Right. And an expensive yeah. one too, and a time consuming one at that, as well. So now the, the problem that we solve is we help entrepreneurs that they 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 have a great offer you know they have they ha they know who their who their ideal client is they have a sales process um, they have expertise they have a track record they have testimonials like all that foundational stuff is there there's a real business in place they just have trouble getting the word out to more people in a way that fills their calendar with you know with, with sales appointments or or gets people to their sign up page or their you know, a free trial page, whatever the case is. So we help people create the content that gets the attention of their target market. And we make sure that we bridge the gap between them getting some views or, or some visitors to their website and actually, you know, get, getting some leads and some appointments in their calendar. So what does that process look like for people that are listening? So, you know, there's, you know, I know in talking to our listeners and subscribers, my email list, people are creating video content and they're yep. creating all sorts of, you know, content for their social media and they're sending out newsletters and they're writing blog posts. And to your point, unless you're converting that into a lead yep. and ultimately a sale, it's a hobby. So kind of where do you start? I start closest to the money. So... If somebody's got an offer, I say, okay, great. What's the step that comes right before somebody buys from you? And, you know, it, 
in many cases, if you're selling, you know, high ticket services like coaching or consulting or agency type stuff, there's a proposal process or a sales call process, right? Okay, great. That's the beginning of your sales process. How do we get somebody to your sales process? Well, they got to request an appointment. Okay, awesome. How do you get somebody to request an appointment? Well, you got to get them as a lead first and then invite them to schedule a call with you, right? And give them a filter of some kind of form to fill out so you can qualify them. Okay, great. What happened? So how do you get the lead now? Oh, well, we got to get people to our website or we got to give away some free resources. And, and so I'll, like, I'll start at the, at the bottom of that process, the, the steps that are the closest to the money, because I want to make sure there's not a leaky bucket before we go out and create attention or create like kind of top of funnel awareness type content for that business. So I got to make sure the bottom of that funnel is tightened up. Not, there's not a leaky bucket. So half the clients that we've worked with so far, they came to us without having some kind of a, of a funnel or a process for converting attention into clients. So we went in and based on their business, figured out like what kind of free resource would, would help them build their lead list. Um, and what's the natural next step after they get a lead? What do they want that lead to do? Is it sign up for a free trial? Is it book a call? Is it come to a workshop? You know, it, there's no one size fits all. It varies for every business, but we want to make sure that we know what the steps are. We establish a benchmark for what percentage of people that made it this far are, are going to get, you know, move forward in that process all the way through to becoming a client. And then that guides like where we go to go to get them attention. You know, once that stuff's in place and we know what they can afford to spend to acquire a client, that dictates like which platforms they should publish content on or run their ads on or if they should do videos or if they should do articles. And, you know, there's no one size fits all marketing strategy or content strategy for for every business. So we want to make sure to make sure that we can help them win like we, uh, we customize that strategy based on where we think we can reach their audience in a way that they're not losing money when they, uh, when they go to like do their, create their content and run their ads and stuff. You know, there's got to be, they, we got to bring in customers for them at the price that, that works for them. Otherwise, the whole thing kind of falls apart. Well, and I, I like what you said there, just for our listeners, just to repeat it, is that there's no one size that fits all. So depending on who you talk to, I used to have a saying, I'd tell people that if, you know, your only tool in your toolbox is a hammer, then you'll push every problem like a nail. Right. <laughs> so, so if I'm in the business of selling websites and you come to me and say, what do I need to market my business? What am I going to sell you? A website. So, you know, I, I think often we overlook that. We get super excited. We go to a webinar. We listen to the latest Gary Vee video. We close all our social media accounts and open up TikTok and find out, guess what? Our customers aren't there. Yep. Or, or whatever the case may be. So, yeah, I like that. So, like you said, find, you know, find out where your customers are. I do the customer avatar worksheet and then, then look at the platform, pick a platform and then we go forward from there. Yeah, for sure. So, we're not, we're not married to any one platform. Like we're, we're married to data, you know, like, we, we like to see data <laughs> results, and, yeah. and, and I get proven wrong all the time. I get my assumptions proven wrong all the time. My beliefs proven wrong all the time. So I'm super flexible. And like, if, if I see numbers that look good, okay, that's where I'll, I'll, I'll give some more, some more focus to that. And if something's clearly not working, um, just cause so-and-so said that it should, if it does, you know, not just because something worked for somebody else doesn't mean that it works for you. So you always got to get in there, try it, look at the numbers and then, base your decisions on, on that data, you know? So I, I, I don't go around saying, oh, you have to do a webinar or you have to do Facebook ads or you have to create videos or you have to start a podcast. I'll, I'll, I'll never say that because it's every situ every entrepreneur's 
situation is, is unique. Well, I think there's two sides to that. One is, you know, what um, what are their gifts and strengths? So if they're not comfortable on camera and they're never going to want to be comfortable on camera, then obviously video is not a good choice for them unless they have a spokesperson. Right. Uh, which is obvious, you know, it might not seem obvious to, to others. So so when you're um, working with clients to to roll out a strategy like this, how long does it normally take you to get them from, okay, I've got this, I've got some content, I'm publishing it. So now I need to have a, you know, an organized approach and some sort of plan to actually, you know, be intentional and then start driving traffic by buying advertising. So if there's no funnel at all, like if, if they don't have a way that they're capturing leads and then converting leads into a client or into like an, an appointment for their for a salesperson, we'll start there. Uh, and in, in my experience, I can usually get somebody from like no funnel to complete funnel, like all the, you know, the free resource they're going to give away, all the pages, all the automated emails, all the tracking, all that stuff ready to go, usually in about two, two to three months. And that's if we're talking every week and, and, and we're getting a lot of stuff done. And then once that stuff's in place, if the, if, if it's time to just start creating content and driving awareness, we can be we can get that whole thing up and running in less than a month. We'll plan some we'll plan some topics. We'll create some content. We hit publish on that content. We've got different ways that we can repurpose it and distribute it across several platforms, and we can take an ad budget and use that to speed up how many people see a, a, a any particular piece of content. We had one. There was one client where they were cons- they wanted to be really conservative with their with their promotion budget. So he's like, okay, what does conservative mean? It's like, okay, five, 10 bucks a day. All right, we'll start there. We'll see what happens. And so we were spending five or $10. I, th- I think it was five at first. And then we upped it to 10 a couple weeks later, just promoting their videos. And on Facebook, you can get people to watch a video cost you about five or 10 cents for them to watch, watch past, you know, a certain point in your video. But at five bucks a day, that doesn't get you super far. So like a month goes by and we're looking at the amount of people that watched this person's videos and it's like a few, a few hundred, I think it was. So the question is like, do you want to take, you know, a month? Do you want, do you want to take a year to, to get like a 10, maybe 10,000 really targeted people to watch your stuff? Or do you want it to happen in a month? Because it's not about the time. It's about it's about the resources that were, that were poured into it. Like you can really speed up building your audience if you're just, if you're a bit more generous with the money you spend on doing that. So yeah, it's just, it just really depends on like how, you know, how big of an audience somebody needs and then do they have the money to like build that audience quick? And, and not everyone does. Like we've got clients where their goal is just to get like 10 people into, into a workshop each month. So they don't actually need a huge audience. You know, they can spend a few hundred bucks a month targeting, you know, promoting their videos to a very specific city and then filling their workshop. And that'll, and that's, that's good. That'll work for them. But then there's other people where they're trying to sell like courses or info products and, you know, acquire a thousand customers in a year. They got to reach a lot more people. So they get, they need a bigger budget. Well, I was going to ask you what your, your, take was on paid ads versus free, but it sounds like you're not afraid to spend money, obviously, on uh, paid advertising. Yeah, no, I'm definitely not uh, n- not afraid if it's working, like as it's working. <laughs> sure. So as long as, as, no, long as all the tracking's yeah. there and we're watching yeah. the numbers and we know going into it, like... We, we create, before we, we touch ads for anybody, we create the benchmarks of, okay, what's the most they can spend to create the sale? Before that, what can they actually spend to create the appointment? And before that, what can they spend to create the lead? So that guides like which ads are actually working and which platforms we can run their ads on. And so if any, if a particular ad is bringing in leads that's, that are just, it's too expensive, it's not going to work, we turn that one off. And, and so there's this constant like tinkering 
between, you know, moving money to the ones that work and taking it away from the ones that don't work. There's this tinkering that's like never ending. But, you know, I'm not I'm not afraid of paid advertising. And, and I because it's control, you know, you can I was like. I learned content marketing by not relying on advertising. I spent three years creating content for a software company. I never had an ad budget to promote my content. I had to do all organic stuff, you know, outreach, link building, sharing on social, guest posting, like all kinds of stuff. And I was able to grow there. I was able to bring in like millions of visitors and viewers, tens of thousands of leads, a few thousand customers all from content without relying on ads. But sometimes it would take like, you know, I'd, I'd write this nice big guide and I'd do all the things that I that I knew to do to help guide that, get that guide to rank in search engines and it would happen six months later. Well, it's like, well, what if you want the leads today? You know, then, then <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, you, you can't 100% control the organic stuff. You can control the process, but you can't really control the outcome as well as you can with advertising. So I like to bring those worlds together of, hey, let's create content. And if it's great content and if it's long form content, you know, we can do some things to make sure that in the long run, this is an evergreen asset that brings you some traffic to your business. But in the short run, let's take control of promoting it using paid advertising. And then have like, and have the ads in place that are going to turn, you know, that are going to turn people who engage with content into a lead. And then the people you've got as leads, you know, they're not, we can do another set of ads to turn those leads into clients. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I like the paid side because like you said, what you really need is data. And so the question is, do you want to take six months to figure out what your customers like or don't like, or do you want to spend some money on advertising and figure it out in a week? Yep. And then you know where to focus and leverage moving forward. And I've never figured out how to scale organic because the whole idea of making something go viral is just against right. the whole principle of what <laughs> right. viral is. So, you know, and the other reason I like paid is because less people are there. You know, I don't, I don't have a problem spending my money and my client's money on advertising to generate sales. Yep. So I find the people who are complaining, looking for free or sitting in the corner, sucking their thumb, complaining that Facebook's charging them. And I'm going, that's fine. There's less, less of you in our platform and we can make more money and there's more opportunity. Well, and, and, and think of it this way too, because even if you're, if you're trading time to create content and promote content and you're really hustling to promote your stuff, right? And you're not spending money on ads. There is a cost to that. That cost is your time. And every entrepreneur should know like what their, the value of their time is. And I know a lot of people that base the value of their hour on what they want to earn so that like that helps guide what they focus on. So for example, if you want to, if you want to take home 20K a month, let's say, then and you're working 40 hours a week well let me let me pull out a quick calculator here doug that's to you know 20 let's say 20,000 bucks is your goal for like personal profit and then you've got uh how if you work 40 hours a week for four weeks how many hours is that four eight twelve sixteen so 160 160 so you, yeah. you're you, you got to be worth 125 bucks an hour with your time right or you're just not going to hit you're not you're not gonna you're gonna spend your time on things that that don't produce like the income that's going to get you your no revenue, you know, that's right. revenue yeah. in the first place. So if you're spending your, let's say you spend a day writing a blog post, well, writing a blog post is an activity that's worth maybe 20, 30 bucks an hour, like 40 bucks an hour. If you're a really good writer, 
you know um that's no that's that's not even close to your 125 an hour so by you spending your time on something that you could have very well paid somebody else to do you're 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 shooting yourself in the foot here because you think you're saving money but actually you know like you know you do a 20 dollar an hour thing and when you're supposed to be worth 125 so you're, you're losing 100 bucks an hour every, every hour to write your damn blog post <laughs> <laughs> yeah or hey i'm gonna learn how to run facebook ads which i mean i'm not opposed to people learning it's like i would rather find someone who's an expert who's up up to date um, and knows everything that's happening right today not you know oh man I, I have given up on trying to be an expert at all things I, I've, I've realized that I'm, I'm good at strategy I'm, I'm good at creating content I'm good at like you know building relationships networking speaking um, selling that sort of stuff but no way am I about to try to master being in the trenches for every one of these tactical things like there's people where it's their full-time career and that's all they do. Like if you need Facebook ads, there's Facebook ad people where that's all they do and that's all they've been doing for years. Same thing for Google, same thing for Twitter, LinkedIn, every single platform. Like there's no general internet marketing expert anymore. Like yep. those days are gone. Like it's a, it's a industry full of specialists now and you can get, you can get into trouble trying to, you know, hire the person that says they know how to do everything. Yeah, I can't imagine yeah. that. I mean, I I, I I niche down in my space and I'm kind of looking at everything else and going, you know, this is what I do every day. I can't imagine, you know, a VP of marketing of a company trying to keep up to date on all the latest tactics that are out there. Yeah, no, no way. That's just, there's not enough time. So is there an example you want to share of a client of yours that like specifically the, the process that you went through and kind of what their outcome was? Yeah, for sure. So the, the majority of our clients are creating video content. Um, I've got a couple that they only want to do articles because, you know, it's not a personal brand thing. Like you said, they don't care to be the face of their company. Like there's, there's a tech company in San Francisco I've been helping for, I think, over six months now. And we're just, we're just strictly doing blog posts. Like I have, you know, we pick the topic, the topic's writers, and th there's no face of the company. It's right. not a personal brand thing. But the ones that are, that they, they are the face of their company and they're like, you know, they're out there selling their expertise. I'll give you one example. There's this, uh, this guy named Anthony Taylor here in Vancouver, and he's um, a strategic strategic meeting planning facilitator. Sorry, I'm totally botching what he what he does, but he like he, he <laughs> he's he getting a free plug. It's okay. He'll forgive you. He facilitates like these strategic planning meetings inside of other companies. Okay. So this guy's like he's got all this expertise about strategic planning you know, no shortage of content. He just wasn't really promoting it super effectively. Like it, it wasn't getting seen. So with him, we just, you know, we arranged a couple of recording sessions with him. He, he, he did a bunch of short videos. We took those videos. Um, we published them across his, his social media, his, his Facebook, his LinkedIn, his uh, Instagram and repurposed them into multiple formats. And then we took an ad budget um, and he told us who he's targeting, what cities he wants to target, you know, the kind of the demographic of his of his target audience. So we just took the ad budget, applied it to his videos and built up this retargeting list of, of video viewers now. And he's got two he's got two ways that he can help somebody. He can sell them a course or he can facilitate like the meetings for him, like consulting. So it's like course or consulting. And so those are the those are the those are the retargeting campaigns that we have going for him now. Some to get people in his calendar and uh, some to he's got like a webinar that sells his course. And so we've compared like the numbers of when we do when we promote somebody's like funnel, like whatever their funnel is, if it's webinar or, you know, book a call, like 
running running those type of ads to people that don't know who you are, it's gotten quite expensive, especially on Facebook. Yeah. And so now, rather than targeting like cold audiences that don't know who you are with like a lead generation type or a sales oriented type of an offer, um, we start by promoting the content. And then so that's either let's get them to watch a video or let's get them to your website because in both cases we can retarget them. And then so the ads that are making people an offer are only actually seen to people that consumed your content. Um, so that becomes a bit of a filter. So it's a two-step. It's a two-step campaign. It's not as simple as just running, you know, one like one offer to a cold audience. There's the two steps in there. But when we compare the numbers, um, uh, what we've seen so far is that they end up acquiring customers at a lower price when they're playing that long game of like, let's build our audience with our content first, but then let's go in and let's retarget our audience um, with our specific offers. I think it's a great point. I just had that conversation with someone today and they kind of looked at me funny. I went, well, you know, for example, if you're trying to reach people that in this audience, which they a particular audience, I said, if, if we put together an educational video for them and they watch over half of it, they're either totally bored, don't have a life, or they're interested in the content. So we're going to assume that they're interested <laughs> right. in the content. <laughs> and so then we'll show them an ad. Don't show up with an ad in their face when they don't know who you are saying, hey, buy my stuff. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and those those type of ads have their place. Like I've, so, I've got um, this other client, Squadcast. I think we were just chatting them about them before we hit record because I know you're using you're using one of their competitors to re, uh, to record this. But anyway, <laughs> well, if Squadcast gets their video, I know, program, I know. Wait, we're right? both, we're, <laughs> we're we'll be moving we'll be moving from the competitor that we're not going to mention yeah, today. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, for for those who don't know Squadcast, it's a podcast recording software, and. Uh, They've just. I've been working with them for for the past year or so, and we we were we were really scrappy for most of that time because they're. I mean, they're like a bootstrap. They're not funded or anything, and you know, it's a small team of guys that you know. A lot of them have been working full time jobs while they get this thing going. But so for the fir- the first year, we were a bit scrappy. There was no money for advertising. Now that there is, the first place we're going to is Google Ads, because there's people searching for you know, podcast recording software, podcast interview software. Yep. They don't know Squadcast by brand name yet, but they know that that's the thing that they need. So that's like the low hanging fruit. This goes back to me saying like, I like to start closest to the money. So are these guys doing some content? Yeah, they got their own podcast. They got a blog. They put some content out there, but that's not the closest thing to the money for them right now. The closest thing to the money for them in their market is there's thousands of people every month searching for podcast recording software. So let's get in front of them first and foremost. That's priority number one is those people are looking for you now. Just send them straight to your free trial. Like there's there's no need to get them to watch a webinar or try to Get, give them a checklist or get them to read a blog post. Like, Yep. They're, they're looking for an answer today. They don't want to wait two weeks. They yeah. yeah. They need something right now. So we're getting that, that part covered. You know, now they're out, they got Google AdWords up and running now. That part's covered now. So the next step is, okay, now let's reach the market where they don't need you like right this second, but they are, they are podcasters. They are your target audience. They just, they haven't seen your stuff before. So let's add some value to them. Let's give them some educational content. Let's put some videos in front of them, some blog posts in front of them, stuff like that. But again, we start, start, started close, close to the money, right? So it just depends on somebody's objectives. You know, if their objective is like, hey, we're not actually too worried about money. We got revenue. We're, we're, we're good there. We just want to grow our audience and build authority and like be seen as experts in our industry. Okay, great. We can jump straight to content marketing. But if the goal is like we need money now, okay, let's start at the bottom of the funnel and get in front of the people that need you now. 
No, make, totally makes sense. You know, and, uh, you know, that's what I told people before. So, you know, who are your clients? I said, well, I try to get as close to the money as I can. So who makes who makes the ultimate decision? So, you know, when you're in a traditional sales role, you know, I really don't want to start with the receptionist to try to figure out who's going to write the check. Right. I'd rather just go to the person who's going to write the check and eliminate everything yeah. in between because it saves a bunch of time. So moving forward and looking kind of at, you know, what you guys are doing and, you know, all the changes in the the marketing world. I mean, we've got yep. everything happening in terms of, you know, automation and, you know, AI and machine learning. What are you most excited about in the next six months, 12 months? I'm, I think I'm most excited about simplifying. Like I went, I went down a rabbit hole of learning about every, every single type of funnel and creating tripwires and, you know, looked at, Hey, should we like sell an ebook and then try to upsell a course and then from a course upsell a so-and-so. And, you know, it just seems like the, the way that like you ever buy something from Vistaprint yep. and go through their checkout process. <laughs> Somebody, so, so works great for Vistaprint. You go there and you think you're just going to order, spend 20 bucks on some business cards and then you spend 200 bucks on all this other stuff too. <laughs> that, you know, that whole upsell kind of funnel works great for like e-com, right? Yeah. But in the expertise space industry, the coaches, the consultants, the service providers, don't complicate it, man. Like I've, I've talked to so many entrepreneurs that they're like, well, I, 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 I want, I got like eight things and I want to be advertising over here and over here and over here. And I want my content over here and over here and over here. And I was told I need to be everywhere. And it's like, they're barely even making any money yet. And they've got all this pressure to do the things that they like an eight figure business is doing. Yeah. Yeah. They're not Coca-Cola. I mean, so start, start where you are. Yeah. So I'm just excited to, you know, to simplify. I, I have to resist the temptation to overcomplicate things. And I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to stay in that lane of like, let's get, let's, let's know who, who we really enjoy working with. Let's charge premium prices to get them, get them a win. Like let, and, and let's just talk to people. Let's like, let's just make sure we're talking to people. So what puts people in our calendar, you know, that just keep it simple. Our funnel is pretty simple too, you know, like we've got, we got a webinar that people can watch and that puts a call on our calendar. Uh, and we do, we've, and we've just started doing workshops, you, you know, locally, and that puts people in our, in our calendar as well. And, you know, I'm not trying to get too complicated here. And I, and I tell the same thing to a lot of the entrepreneurs that we work with is like, let's keep it simple. We don't have to go down crazy rabbit holes of automation or like, let's just focus on the, on the fundamentals do the thing that makes you the most money. And then later, when you have bigger team, more resources, and then you can add all these more layers of complexity. Well, well if you need them, like you said, keep it simple. If, if, I look at the number of, yeah. of uh, websites I've visited where I've signed up for a SaaS product. So I sign up for a demo. So I'm going, okay, I'm looking, you know, as an agency, I'm looking for some new tools to to build out systems. Yep. And I end up on a call and it's a 15 minute qualification call. It's like, well, you said demo. I'm expecting a demo. I put it in my calendar. I blocked off an hour. Yep. And now you want me to schedule another meeting. I mean, it would have been a lot easier if you just did the demo. I probably would have bought from you today. Now I'm like pissed off. You wasted my my time. <laughs> like I wouldn't have filled out the form if I wasn't interested. So there's, there's yeah. complicating. Don't put me into sales funnel. I've said, I want a demo. I'm an agency. Yeah. I want to look at your software. I, I was talking to a, yesterday I spoke to um, Russell Rufino. I don't, I don't know if you know him. He's the founder of clients on demand. Yeah. And uh, he was telling me how he went to, uh, he bought a Bentley like a few years back and, you know, he walked into the dealership and he said, I, I want to buy a Bentley. 
And surprise, surprise, they freaking sold him a Bentley. Like they didn't try to sell him a keychain first or get get him to go look at this other thing. Wait, or, you didn't go through our sales funnel. You can't just walk in the front door. You have to go set an appointment. You have like, your cell phone. Yeah, get, give the people a direct path to to work with you. You know, I was I was interviewing for, for him for my podcast, and at the end of the interview, I said, "Hey, like." If people want to learn more about what you do or like get in touch with you, where can they go? He's like, hey, if anyone wants to, uh, you know, wants to learn about our stuff, book a call. Here's the link. (laughs) You know, simple, simple. So what's the bad advice you hear out there? I mean, this is one of my favorite questions to ask guests because, you know, we all hear stuff, you know, for me when I'm speaking and I'm, and I'm focused on email, I mean, the, the, the bad advice that I hear is, well, if you're sending, you know, you're renting email lists at spam, it's like, no, it's not spam is against the law. We don't do things against the law. It's not good for us or our clients. So get educated. Um, But so what's the thing that really kind of, you know, bugs you? There's a couple that come to mind right right away. One is, um, Hey, you need a bigger audience. Just keep growing your audience. Sure. More is better. More of the wrong audience is going to move right. the sales dial. <laughs> so I, I, whenever, whenever I'm trying to shed light on that advice, I just pull up the, I pull up a screenshot of like this Instagrammer with a couple million followers that couldn't sell t-shirts. Yeah. And that <laughs> yeah. proves my point that like, you know, si- size of your audience is it's a vanity metric. If it's not your target audience, if they don't, if they have no buying intent at all. And, and especially if you don't even have something to sell them, like I, I've, you know, talked to, I met a podcaster at an event one time, we stand in line and said, Oh, you know, how long you've been podcasting? It's like a couple of years now. I said, that's awesome. How's it going? He's like, great. I got like a million, you know, over a million listeners to my show. I said, that's, that's freaking amazing. Like it's hard to get a million people to pay yeah, attention is, yep. to you. That's really hard. What's your business model? He's like, oh, I don't have one. I don't have, I'm not making any money yet. Like, well, wh- what are you waiting for, man? He's like, well, I just want to keep adding value to my audience and keep growing my audience. I'm like, well, how big of a freaking audience do you need before you, you give them, you, before you sell them a product or service and make this a real business? You yeah. Know, you know, so, so that, that's one that uh, grinds my gears is people saying, okay, no, we did, we're just, people telling you just to focus on growing your audience, ignoring all the other pieces that would, First of all, make sure that is the right audience and give them a path to buy something from you. Then you've got a real business. Another one that comes to mind is the whole, you know, you're one funnel away advice. <laughs> I heard I've, some I heard some famous guy say that someplace. Dude, there, like hun, a few hundred thousand people, a few hundred thousand entrepreneurs have been given that advice that they're just one funnel away. And uh, aren't we? Isn't that true? No, because uh, <laughs> I, I've I've spoken. So you heard, to my, you heard it here first. It's not true. You heard it. You heard it here first. It's 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 not true. It is an important piece. Like we we've we've touched on it today. That like there needs to be a path for somebody who's just become aware of who you are to becoming a client. Give them a path. That's a funnel. You know, it, yep. it could be one of those complicated online funnels with a bunch of trip, you know, trip wires and upsells and this and that. You can't get away from the checkout. You can't get through the checkout page without buying five things. Um, or it could be, you know, a webinar or it could just be, hey, apply for a call on my calendar, you know, and we'll talk. Yeah. Like, whatever. But that, whatever that funnel ends up being, it's not going to save you if you don't have a good offer to present that person in the first place or you're presenting it to the wrong person. You don't know who your, who your market is and you don't have a way to get them to the funnel in the first place. Like what's your plan to actually get, drive that attention and drive that traffic into that funnel. So if those other pieces are missing, then you end up with like this asset that you get no, no value from 
because it's not, it's just one piece of, a, of your business and you need all the other pieces as well. And we're just talking about marketing. Like even if you got all the marketing stuff, right. Okay. Sales still needs to be in place and effective. You need to be, sure. you need people to turn the leads into clients. You need to keep the clients. Retention's another one. Fulfillment's another one. Operations and finance is another one. Like if any one of those pieces are, are broken, then like, no, the funnel is not going to save you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's funny. I mean, but you're so right. I mean, it really comes down to uh, c- coming down to talking to your audience. And I've often, when I used to uh, teach at one of the colleges, I used to volunteer for the entrepreneur program and, and I'd ask people, so what's your marketing plan? They'd have this big grand list of all these uh, these startups, what they were going to do for advertising. Yeah. Say, so wh- where are your customers? Yep. Like, why do you have an ad in the local paper? Why, why are your customers going to go, like, if they're going to buy from you, are they going to look in the local paper to find out about your business? Well, no. Well, I'm going to join this, this association. Well, are your customers that association? Well, no, doesn't everybody <laughs> join? It's like, they, yeah, well, lots of people join that, but yeah. are, are your customers there? Uh, when I did, uh, when I did my, my, I did a marketing diploma and it was like a split between marketing and, and real estate. Um, and everybody has to go through the same, you know, marketing courses and they teach this thing called an integrated marketing campaign. Yeah, and we yeah. have to create our project based on, you know, what we do to help get customers to promote some, something. And, but it's all through the lens of if you work for a big brand, yeah. And they're just kind of training you to work in the marketing department at a big company. They're not training you to start your own thing and get your first customers. So they're kind of dropping you into this world where you the assumption is that you have every and all available marketing channel available, available to you and you can do it all. And yeah, just phone your PR person right. and get a press release done and go talk to your email marketing person when you want something emailed out. I mean, you got this, all these, this huge uh, staff. Yeah. So then you get, so then you get these young grads coming out of, coming out of marketing school and like thinking like, I guess perhaps a marketing manager of a big brand is supposed to think, but if you're trying to start something or you're working for a startup or you, you want to be an entrepreneur or, you know, you got to be scrappy at first. And you've never even heard the words like customer acquisition plan or client acquisition plan or how, like how, how are you going to go get go get your first customers? And you've never even been taught to like think that way. Then, yeah, I think you're going to you're going to put together some big fancy plan that has no not a lot of practicality in it. Yeah, it's funny. I, I think if people saw the marketing plans they put together, they'd be a little bit surprised because they're they're not they're not uh, big glossy covers and they don't have, you know, they don't have a ring binder right. and they're not 25 pages. It's like, yeah, there's one page and then there's an Excel sheet. Yeah. So here's what we're going to do. It's just keep it, like you said, keep it simple. Don't overcomplicate it. Well, and, and here's the thing, like you, you don't have, you don't have to do everything to get customers. Like you just got to get one, right. Get, get one, yeah, get right. one yeah, acquisition right. channel down, just get it down. Yeah. Milk it for like a year until you even tap it out if you even can. And then add a second one and then a third and then a fourth. Like as you tap out the ones that you're already doing. But m- most most businesses, especially startups, they can just pick one platform that they're going to get their attention from. One way, one mechanism 
for converting that attention into a lead and one mechanism for converting the lead into a sale. And you can probably get past, you can get past six figures, probably get past seven figures. Russ Rafino got to eight figures off of, you know, he's, I'm like, well, are you doing other stuff? Like, are you, you know, are you, where, are you advertising on YouTube? Are you do, are, are you like sponsoring things? Like what, what are you doing? He's like, no, for five years straight, I've just been doing ads to webinar to calendar. That's it. Ads, webinar, calendar like call on my account. Yep. Find what works and yet leverage yeah. it. So I want to change, change directions briefly. And I'm going to ask you a question. I don't know if you'll answer it, but I'll ask sure. you anyhow. Do you want to, do you want to share or would you share with our audience how you test what your uh, potential customers looking for? You shared with us in the webinar. I don't know if that's giving away your secret sauce. Oh, right. In the, uh, in the workshop. Yeah. 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 So I've become pretty risk adverse uh, as an entrepreneur because this is my, you know, I'm running an agency with a partner now, but four years ago I tried, when I left real estate, I tried jumping into doing my own thing and I burnt through all my savings starting a digital magazine. Couldn't get customers fast enough. And then I ended up going and getting a job working for a startup to kind of recover from that, but also prepare more efficiently for being an entrepreneur again. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so... And one of the things that I learned while working for that startup, because their customers are entrepreneurs, these are people creating online courses and selling courses, was that a lot of people created courses that they couldn't sell because they just went, they just assumed people would like the course, the course, or it would be a good course, and they went and created it and locked themselves in their basement or their home office for six months, and then produced this thing, and then found out the hard way that nobody wanted. I said, man, that that sucks if that happens. So I learned about the word pre-selling about, you know, building up a list or even just doing some outreach and getting on the phone and talking to people and seeing if you can sell them your thing before you actually create it. That's how I started this agency is I got on the phone with like 20 or 30 entrepreneurs who said, hey, I'm thinking of, you know, providing a service somewhere along the lines of content marketing or funnels or, you know, you know, is that something you're interested? Is this something you need help with? Like, where where are you struggling with your content creation? What what would solve a problem for you? Asking that question to enough people is how I develop my offer. So I've, I pre-sell my the things that the things that I charge for I pre-sell. But what you're getting at is in the workshop I shared that I basically pre-sell the things I give away for free as well. Because sure. <laughs> again, there's a value on my on, your on time, my time, yeah. and if I'm going to create these free resources and use them in marketing and give away these free things. And I want to know for sure that that's something people actually care about. So my particular strategy for testing lead magnets and free resources is I'll, I'll post on social media that, Hey, you know, I've just created, I just created this thing. Um, and if, if you're interested, leave a comment below and I'll, I'll send it to you. And you know, 90% of the time I didn't actually create that thing yet. And I'm just making sure that people actually want it. And if enough people comment on it, then, you know, the next day I'll go over, jump on a Google Doc, make like the first version of it. If it's a checklist or a worksheet or a template of some kind, make version one, give it to all those people that said they want it. But then I've proved that that's the thing that I can use. Like I can give that, I can, I can advertise that thing and it'll get me leads because it's something people actually want. So then I'll go and create version two, give it to a designer, make it a little bit nicer, set up a, a landing page for it, set up an automated email for it, and then go create some ads for it. But I'm not going to do all that stuff, which is, that's quite a bit of time to do all that stuff for something that I don't know for sure people even care about. 
Well, th- thanks, so, for, yeah, thanks for sharing that. I mean, I think there's a couple things, <laughs> you know, one is, you know, one, of, I think it's just smart. And, and the other, th- you know, the reason I think a lot of people create all this stuff <clears throat> is at the risk of offending a whole bunch of people is I think they're pretending that they're working. So they really don't want to have a conversation with a, a sales conversation with a client or they don't want to do the hard, the hard thing. Right. So it's easier to say, Oh, I'm building this course. You know, it's going to take me six months. Well, what are you going to do for revenue during those six months? Right. Opposed to seeing, you know, like you said, doing a red herring, putting it out there. Some people bite, pick up some sales, give you some money while you're building the course, or at least justifying that, yes, if I build it, they will come because people have already given me their credit card number. Yep. Yep. For sure. Uh, We we got our first couple of clients before we even set up the website. And the website is super basic, (laughs) not expensive. That's that's cool. (laughs) I did that when I set up my U.S. company. I wanted to do an experiment, so I didn't tell anybody. Yeah. And I was down working, uh, working an event in Los Angeles, and um, I um, secured two clients. And so then I I got back to my home office. I thought, oh man, crap! I got to register a domain name. So I picked a name, registered domain name. Yeah. And then I incorporated a company <laughs> and then they mailed me the check to my mailbox. And then I went and I opened up my new bank account for my new business yep. with the checks. But I didn't have a website yet. I just registered the domain so I could send them an invoice uh, with my my business email. Cool. So yeah, the idea of, hey, I got to create all this stuff. So I ran the business for a year yeah. to seven figures with no website, no business cards, no advertising. Just because, well, that seemed like it was a waste of time. Yeah, no, I, I got a. There's a friend, a friend of mine, John Dennis, who he he's got a seven figure agency. His website's one page. It's like there's nothing there. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> and funny enough, like some of the things he does for clients is website design. You know, and how can you be out there, you know, selling website design and advertising and and, and not doing it for yourself? Hey, welcome to the welcome to the real world. Like we don't always have to. We don't always have to do the thing that we sell. Like, you know, if you walk into the Ferrari dealership, the guy selling you the Ferrari could very well not own a Ferrari. You know, we don't always need the thing for our own business. He could have have been driving in his Tesla. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. So two questions. I'll let you go back to uh, helping your clients make buckets of money. Um, One question is, who's one guest I absolutely have to have on my podcast? Oh, you got to talk to Taylor Welch. I'll, I'll make an intro for you. Um, he's somebody that's helped me. Well, like when I when I was getting ready to leave uh, my job at uh, at Thinkific, yep, I did not want to learn from trial and error again and screw that up. So first thing I did was I found one one person, one company to learn from, bought all their stuff. There you go. Bought their course, bought their mastermind. Like I spent as much money as I could with them, <laughs> and within three months. He, they, they showed me exactly how to structure my stuff, price my stuff, to ha- you know, set up my sales and, and my sales process. And, and boom, within three months, I replaced my salary. Within six months, I doubled it. And then now I'm like, now I'm not too worried. You know, now I don't have to worry about providing for my family. I'm just focused on growing our team and getting more clients and, and growing, growing the agency. Wouldn't have happened without him. Super smart guy doing, doing very cool. well. So I'll, I'll make the intro to him. That'd be great. And the most important question is, well, hey, how can people connect with you? If they you know, resonate with what you've said, they've got some questions, want to learn more. Uh, yeah, you can. If you search for my name, um, you can find me on, on, on social media pretty easily. I'm the only guy named Tyler Basu. And if you're interested in learning about content marketing, um, I've got some free resources, you know, templates, trainings, um, our, our Facebook group, all that stuff. Um, that's all listed on one page at influenceandscale.com slash gifts. So if you go there, you, you can grab any of that, any of that free stuff and learn about content marketing. 
Well, awesome. We'll make sure we get uh, that link on the show notes when we get it transcribed. So I want to say, hey, thanks, Tyler, for uh, just taking some time and uh, just sharing with our group. This was fun, Doug. I know it was a little bit of a rant uh, at times, but uh, I hope I hope your listeners enjoyed it as much as I <laughs> as much as I did. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, I'm just here to have fun, right? Yeah. So thanks again. So thanks, listeners, for tuning in. Tyler's a really bright guy. Um, you know, don't uh, don't be scared by his picture. He looks like he's 16, but he's really he's got a family and he's doing great business. I love what he's doing. He's got a big heart, and I love his content. He does a really good job serving people and giving content. Away. So if you listen to any of Gary V's rants about, you know, give, 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 here's a guy who gives a lot. And he invited me to his webinar or seminar rather in Vancouver. And we went down to the boardroom and just uh, spent half a day with him and his partner and got a lot of value out of it. So uh, make sure you check out Tyler on social and head over to his website and take a look at the free resources he's got. So thanks for tuning in. We look forward to serving you on our next episode. That's all for this episode of Real Marketing Real Fast. Now it's time to take your marketing to the next level by visiting dougmorneau.com and downloading our advanced marketing white papers as well as exclusive resources based on today's episode. That's dougmorneau.com. Until next time, we look forward to serving you right here on Real Marketing Real Fast.